It's not about control. Stand down. It's a relationship. Based on respect. These animals are thinking, I gotta eat. I'm gonna hunt. I gotta... This is the script, the official podcast of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. Tonight, Jurassic World, we take on the dinos. Um, Our screenwriters tonight that are with me, Jordan Rosengarden, and we've got Logan Kane, and we've got Spencer Sapienza. Logan and Spencer are our newest, newest screenwriters at The Collective, and it's their first time on the podcast, so we're going to break them in. That's um, right. We're doing Jurassic World, guys. Really exciting. I mean, this is this is T-Rex-sized podcast. No, it's a... No, it's a, Indominus it's a, size. Indominus-sized <laughs> podcast. Genetically Dominus modified size. podcast. This podcast is genetically modified. This yes. is a GMO GMO podcast. <laughs> Full, fully GMO, bigger, stronger, faster. <laughs> um, so uh, first thing we do, I just want to go around. We're going to do general thoughts on the movie, and then we're going to break into uh, the Blake Snyder beats. If anyone listening needs a breakdown of the Blake Snyder beat sheet, uh, it's a outlining method for three-act structure that a lot of screenwriters use you can go to our website and find it there um but first i'm going to start with jordan i want you to kick us off what do you think of jurassic world i really enjoyed this movie um i i liked it i went in with the lowest of low expectations um (laughs) i i saw the the trailer where i don't know like chris pat pratt is like riding alongside velociraptors and I was like, "What is this shit?" Like, and 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 I didn't. It didn't. It didn't impress me. And I I almost predicted what the movie was gonna be, or what I thought it was gonna be, rather. Um, but no, I was thoroughly entertained by by this film. Um, and we can go into the specifics moving forward. Yeah, I was, thought. I thought. I really thought this trailer had it all. It was one of those <laughs> damn trailers that has all the good stuff in it, and um, I was uh, happily disappointed. I also. I guess I'm going into mine. I also felt <laughs> had I had high expectations for this. I read, I did all the online work. They said that they they were um, picking up where Jurassic Park one left off. Jurassic Park two and three don't exist. Wow. You know, that mo- most of us, most of us. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Feel feel that way anyway. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so I was excited that they were picking up from the original, and that's a that's a um, a high bar and you know throughout this movie i was looking for the homages to the original the connections to the original and um i I ended up somewhat satisfied i uh like jordan i think i i i enjoyed the movie for what it was um i have some issues i think i think it was underwritten in the comedy department yeah i think there was a lot more room for comedy, especially when yeah. you have Star Lord in your movie, yeah, com- coming off Guardians of the Galaxy, which they is made him like, way too serious. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was this fantastic action comedy, and uh, they had the opportunity to do that here, and that was a missed opportunity. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll get into it when we get into the beats. Spencer, what did you think? Well, 
I I hope I'm not alone, but I actually didn't love the movie. Okay. Like, sitting there watching it, I enjoyed it. You know, like, whenever, I'll say this, whenever a T-Rex or a Velociraptor was on screen, I was very entertained. But okay, when it was... So, yeah, yeah. Di- Dino Carnage does it for you. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was... I, I wanted to see even more blood, actually. I don't know, but it was it was there was I, it wasn't that gruesome, actually. Yeah, and you know, I saw the theater I was with. I guess I forgot this. It was like all children. I forgot how much kids <laughs> just love dinosaurs. So they probably yeah. uh, they kept that in in mind. I'm sure. But you, you know, know what? When we were when oh so <laughs> there's a generation gap on this podcast. By the way, <laughs> I'm almost 20 years older than Logan and Spencer. Uh, but when I was a kid, dinosaurs were a thing, and someone in 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 Jurassic World said this at the very beginning. Uh, Grace says, "You know, twenty years ago, dinosaurs alone were cool, but now yeah. they want bigger and badder." And that's kind of t- really true. That would I think she was speaking to the the market, the film community, watching these movies. The original Jurassic Park had some, uh, you know, some really interesting visual effects, and we got to see dinosaurs walk for the first time. It was awesome, yeah, and that was enough. But for this movie, expectations were higher. Yeah, um, my friend, who's a, a critic, had a really, really great one line. I thought that you know, Jurassic Park is all about how how people love dinosaurs, but Jurassic World was all about how people love Jurassic Park. <laughs> ah. yeah yeah not bad not mm-hmm. bad good summation there i was looking for all those connections i'm not sure i got them as much as i i wanted but logan what about you Some um, feelings on jurassic park yeah i mean personally i also went in with extremely low expectations having seen the uh trailers and the teasers and everything just seemed like you know the lines were terrible they're gonna go super hollywood probably due to the production companies and the major studios involvement but it really didn't feel like that when i actually uh went to see it i actually watched it just this morning so it's pretty fresh um i thought overall dinosaur action was amazing for an action film it thought so well done for the choreography they didn't go too over the top with i don't know a lot of times with movies like transformers or, or things that are special effects heavy or visual effects heavy it gets really hard to even see what the hell's like going on Oh, that's a great comment on 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 the Transformers films. The 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 frame is so busy with oh, yeah. action yeah. Mm-hmm. that you you you're not even sure where to look. You get confused, and then if you add on to it the second sin, which is making an action set piece too long, yeah. or you start to get bored by it, it's boring. Yep. All yeah. of a sudden, you're putting me to sleep in the middle of an, a robot action movie. You got to be kidding me! You know you made a mistake. Uh-huh. Well, that's what Michael Bay is good for now, and thank God he was not attached to this project. Um, Oof. Right. Oh, I, I should I should give uh, the artist up front. Um, the director was Colin Trevorrow. Uh, we we know him from a film called Safety Not Guaranteed, which is yeah. indie darling. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. That's a big step up for him. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. Gonna, he's going to be getting a lot of work after this. Like, you oh know, yeah, and there and and you know, listen, a lot of not a lot, but a big, a good handful of directors fold, and and they're not able to make their first uh, big budget movie a success or, or pull it together, because there, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of you know spinning wheels, and and it's 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 just hard. It's not an easy task, but. Uh, when you get a guy who's able to, to bring it all together, it's, was there you know. was there anything online about any production difficulties uh, with Trevorrow? Um, 
I didn't hear anything. It seemed to me like from what I researched it, uh, he was pretty late in the development process. It had been going through development uh, hell for like a decade. Sure, um, right, right, sure. So he got, you know, probably some shredded story notes, just pieces of the puzzle. Oh, well, that's the he... other thing. There are there were six credited writers on this yeah. thing. Great uh, yeah. job, Amanda Silver, Colin Trevorrow, yeah. uh, himself, Derek Connolly, um, and the original characters by Michael Crichton, and also uh-huh. the Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, and like T Rex every- himself yeah. did a rewrite. <laughs> oh yeah. wow! Right? Good yeah, up the Velociraptor, you know. T Rex wanted more dialogue, and they were. He's like, I'm walking off this movie. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they subtitle the Velociraptors like the oh. the apes from you know Planet of the Apes? Yeah. yeah. No, that 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 uh, exchange that the Velociraptor and the T Rex have at the end after they beat the Indominus, where they're just like, Yeah, okay. we're okay, good. We're jumping ahead. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Excuse me. Excuse me. Went straight to the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but also, no, I mean, the, 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 the dino convos in this movie, mm-hmm. um, I've got to say, when you're writing an a action-adventure fantasy, there is a, an art to keeping the, the suspension of disbelief at, a, at, at, a high le- at the right level. And it has to do with every time you do something um, in story that is a conceit, something that might not really happen in real life, you have to do it in steps. You have to slowly, slowly give us things that we don't believe. If you, if you do it too quickly, all of a sudden we say, oh, that's ridiculous, and you jump the shark. And, um, you know, I was with you with live dinosaurs in a park. But then when the dinosaurs are talking to each other, I'm not with you. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part of this movie, they did a decent job of of keeping of escalating the plot and the the rules of the universe um, correctly. So there were only one or two moments where I was just like, and maybe we'll get to them when we go through the beat sheet, yeah. where I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I thought, at least in terms of the communication and stuff like that, yeah, obviously a bit far-fetched, but I think what helped is they didn't try to explain it. You know, they didn't that, go... That's yeah. Part, yeah, you make a great point. That's If you don't try to explain it, you just go with it, mm-hmm. then um, that's half the battle. Well, that I was mean, Jurassic Park 3 with the whole vocal cord thing, and they're like... Right. But I, 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 I no, I'm it thinking. At, I'm thinking about Star Wars and midichlorians. That's the worst sin oh. of all time. Is trying to explain yeah. the Force, dude. Yeah. Don't do nah. it. No, I would say. I would say. You know, I took like you take Jeff Goldblum's line from the first movie. You know, nature will find a way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's mm. all I really needed in my head. It was like, all right, you know, yeah, they're communicating with each other, but I don't. You know, I, I get what I'm looking at, and that's my my thing is nature will find a way. Yeah, but you know what? You 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 bring up a good point, and um, maybe we'll get through this. But trying to figure out uh, one of the, the the issues I have with Jurassic World is it doesn't address these big themes the way Jurassic Park did. Jurassic Park talked about um, uh, a couple big things. One, chaos in nature, and how nature will find a way or will um uh it abhors a vacuum and chaos will always you can't control it it also talked about the ethics of uh genetic engineering about whether we have the right to do something your 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 scientists um were so busy trying to figure out if they could they never 
thought about whether they should. So Jeff Goldblum's character has all the great thematic lines yeah, in the, the original Jurassic Park. And the best Park. scene with his shirt half open while he's lounging. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, well, someone said something very interesting, um, and it was it was basically if you took if you took Jeff Goldblum's character and Sam Neill's character, um, and you put them together, you'd get Chris Pratt uh, in the new movie. Hmm. And, 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 and I'd say maybe no, in a way. No, I'm sorry about that. You just have to. <laughs> did you just have to disagree, David? I was I was feeling so good of myself. That I would like that to have been the case. That was not the case. Um, Do you think that was the intent, though? Because it felt a lot like you know. That's a lot of the lines that he was delivering. It I, felt. I, I it think. Felt. I think what they. I. I, I will. I will go if, with your combined character variation scenario. Yeah. Uh, that they combined Jeff Goldblum and and Richard Attenborough. Richard Attenborough's character. Huh. Oh yeah. Into Mizrani, the the ah, new owner. That's what I thought too. Yeah. And, and which it, and he's they, a pretty interesting character, which I wanted to talk about. And he he wasn't as good as Attenborough or Goldblum, but he was no. like a little of both. And he got yeah. he got eaten way too soon, huh? Yeah, oh, that yeah. kind of sucked. But uh, or he got blown up or something. Yeah, the, like the helicopter. Yeah, I, fa- I I what I like about what I like about that character, by the way, and same thing I liked about John Hammond as a character is that you would think that in in a, in a story where it talks about the hubris of man, and it's like. Are we gonna have this greedy corporate guy, and he's gonna be this complete asshole, and like all he wants is money? And at the end of the day, like these guys are just children at heart. Like you know, yeah. if you look at John Hammond. Yeah. His, his intentions. Yeah, he's a millionaire and he's a business guy, but he's he's like a child. He wants to play with it because he, he 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 is totally in this. He's totally genuine. He really wants to make a place where mm-hmm. kids can come and experience animals and and, and entertain people. And I think with Misrani, you get the same kind of vibe. Yeah, when, they, when, they definitely you know. continued that, and he kept quoting. Hammond saying, uh, "We spared no expense. It's not about money." Meanwhile, right. Claire is—I uh, think I called her Grace earlier. I think I can't figure out. It's such a common name. Her her character bugged me the whole movie because the, she was so vanilla, so flat. <laughs> and, yeah. and Bryce Dallas Howard is a great actress. Yeah. And has the ability to do a lot of things. Uh, besides run around in high heels yeah, and then tie her uh, yeah. coat around her waist triumphantly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I mean we can get into how they yeah. underserved her character I think that needs to be talked about in this podcast but yeah. Mizrani the actor Irfan Khan he's a great actor yep. yeah. he's been in so much good stuff um, I mean he's been uh, he was in he was just an amazing the, Spider-Man the I think namesake. Yeah, he's big now, but he was in a lot of indie stuff. The namesake he was in, um, I, I believe, I believe he was in 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 uh, oh, the Tiger movie. Oh, Life of Pi. The Life of Pi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And Slumdog, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's oh. right. Yeah, he's yeah. he's oh. the he's the cop that he that he's telling the story to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Great actor. So you mm-hmm. had a lot of great acting talent in this, and. Um, and then there were the children, about, acting huh. and comedic talent too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we have to talk about the brothers. Yeah, we'll get there. All right, guys, I want to get into the beat sheet, and as we do the beats, uh, we can just go off in whatever directions we talk about. Opening image. Does anyone remember what the opening image was? The opening image is not the first necessarily the first image, but it is the thematic. First, the, one of the first images that's thematic for the film. What do you guys? Anyone have an opening image um, for this movie? What? Just having literally watched it several hours ago. Um, 
uh, what seems like it really set the theme of and the and the, for the whole movie was the the big dinosaur foot that slams onto the snow, and then you pull back and it's a tiny bird in front of the you know American home. Hmm. So you, you get that like whole that. like oh crap it's like already we're in this and then oh no never mind it's a bird yeah. tiny. I didn't even remember that until you just said it. And I only saw it yesterday, but I remember seeing that and thinking like, "Oh no!" Like, like that's how we're starting the movie. But, but no, that that, but that's uh, that's a good point. I, I totally forgot about that that opening. Yeah, image that, there. yeah. With with monster movies, you've got to use the uh, Spielberg rule of Jaws, right? Which is show the monster, uh, wait as long as you can to show the monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, they I think they faked us out a number of times in that respect. Yeah, um, but they also have you know eight to ten different monsters in this movie, so they are able to tease us on each and then pay us off on each very yeah. well. Um, so if that is your Logan, if that's your opening image, what's how does it match up with the closing image? Because the opening image and closing image are supposed to be a thematic bookend. Right, and what I thought the close. I don't know if you want to go into the closing image right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, right now. Yeah, so I thought. Uh, the last shot of the movie, at least, is the Tyrannosaurus Rex on the helipad. They do, like, mm-hmm. the pan over it, then it's the landscape shot of the whole park, and he's, like, roaring back into control of the island, like it's theirs again. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a contrast between, like, them being gone and they're not existent in the American suburban world or, the like, our time in humanity or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not really sure how grand of a theme I'm trying to go for here, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's a stretch. I I felt that final image, the T Rex, like we we return to the island and the T Rex is there and he's the only one and he's on the helipad and it's a, a dinosaur taking over technology and he looks over the empty park. I felt a little stilted. It felt like yeah. someone said we need to have that shot in the end. I was waiting well, they, for them to do something more along the lines of that first movie, which maybe they tried to do. It wasn't quite, you know, set up as well. Where the two Rex, you know, Jurassic Park does the roar and that banner yeah. flies in front of them. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. When, when, and the banner says something like, uh, "When dinosaurs." When ruled, dinosaurs ruled the earth, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that was uh-huh. so well done by Spielberg back in yeah, the day. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, you know, there were several reprises. I, I love musical theater, so I'm going to use the word reprise often on the podcast tonight. Whenever they bring back something, an Easter egg from the original Jurassic Park movie. And um, the final set piece is like a total reprise of the original movie. And I don't know when you do a reprise in musical theater or in filmmaking, you're supposed to improve upon the original and give us a surprise. And. I think Jurassic World um, succeeded sometimes, but uh, failed in other times. But yeah, you know, one of the open, you know, the, my favorite opening image came with a, a really great sort of screenwriting trick when the kids get it's it's a little it's much later than an opening image. So, um, but thematically, the, when the kids get to the park. And they're running around, and the little boy's like, I want to see the dinosaurs. I want to go on a ride. And the older brother's like, no, we have to wait. They told us to wait. And he's like, I don't want to wait. And like, he's like, I'm not waiting anymore. And then he opens the double doors, and we see the oh, park. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like they were talking to the audience. Like, I don't want, you know, everyone wants yeah, to see the yeah. park. We want to see yeah. the park. And he's and the little, like, the little boy 
And then the little boy says, I don't want to wait anymore. He opens the doors and we get this beautiful uh, establishing shot. Um, if there's one thing that this movie did really well was a lot of great establishing visuals. I saw it in 3D. I don't know if you guys did, but this yeah, is one of those movies I, where I, I didn't mind. I, I was happy. Um, I, I as well saw it in the 3D. And at first I, I kind of regretted the, that decision. But yeah, when I got to that moment, you know, that you're talking about, David, uh, that it seemed to it seemed to like all right this is we're going into the park and it just it just added a little bit more you know like immersiveness yeah. yeah it was a little more immersive and uh, although I still think that I you know spent way too much money on a fucking movie <laughs> ticket I want to jump into the setup okay the setup is the first act of the of the film where we uh, set up the main characters we set up the a plot um, we plant the seeds for the the other stuff I'm gonna run through some of the basics. Um, oh, my first, uh, uh, okay, so Zach and Gray Mitchell, these are the kids, they're off on a, they're, they're being sent off by their mom to, mm -hmm. to her sisters, because her sister runs Jurassic World, and they're going to get to go to Isla Nubar to enjoy this new, uh, uh, theme park it's yeah. been 20 years since the original jurassic park yeah, lucky them right yeah awesome <laughs> right vip passes you, you get your own little uh gyro mobile whatever um we we don't get to know a lot about the kids uh i think zach and gray aren't as well painted as the original kids from jurassic park you remember the kid, the original kids from Jurassic Park, the little boy, he knows everything about dinosaurs, and the girl is precocious and smart, and... Um, well, they were with the main characters for a majority of the movie as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they get split up, but, but we got to meet them. We got to learn more about them, and it's not, it's not enough just to be cute kids, right? Um... Yeah, it was uh, Lexa and Tim, and if you remember that op that that scene where you see Tim talking to uh, Sam Neill's character, um, and and basically you you learn that you know Tim is into science, and you he's in, you know it, you got it from that whole interaction like a lot about that character where I don't feel you got as much from the boys, yeah. um, except for the fact that one likes girls, but you know yeah. which you know <laughs> that, what, what, that didn't pay off at all really later. Deep, I thought I thought oh, he was deep. gonna mack it later and right. Get, Get like some girl eaten by a dinosaur, and then you know learn not to not to cheat on your girlfriend. That yeah. didn't get paid off at all, right? No. Even if it's no. the oldest screenwriting trick in the book, I still want to see those characters be something else by the end of the movie. So you know, if it's the brothers fighting, or if there's a disagreement, or if there's some growth they both need to do, that's just you know um, that's just um, icing on the cake. Right. And I think it was it was definitely called for here, and Spencer, we still get it. Spencer, did we go? Didn't they? Didn't they hint at that some kind of? character arc for the brothers i mean they were bonding but yeah yeah i mean they they embrace one another through the awesome power of dinosaurs by the end of yeah, it by the, the end threat of, it. of life and death they have the thing about thing divorce right together. the mom actually says to claire at one point she's like the older brother is you know he'll be really mean if you leave them alone we don't really see that though yeah no. it just kind he of just, ignores him yeah he ignores him to stare at girls without speaking to them <laughs> yeah 
I mean, also, that that is true to life, but it's not good storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. But they should be a little bit more angry at their aunt. Like, in other words, like, she can, can give two shits about them, and at the right. end of the movie, well, they so, don't spend enough time with her so that was, for them to, yeah. to give that, two shits. That was, that was the substitute for the Sam Neill arc. Sam Neill in Jurassic Park didn't right, like right, kids, right. and... But um, he spent enough wanted... time with them, though. He spent enough time yeah. to he kind did. of learn and grow. She did, he did. not. He got no. stuck with them. He and then, survived yeah. with them. Nah, her motivation was just not to piss off her sister for a long time, basically. Yeah, yeah the right. closest thing Claire had to an arc was with the uh, dead Brontosaurus. And <laughs> when, when, um, when Star-Lord is stroking the Brontosaurus, yeah. and she realizes that... Uh, that they're actually animals. Yeah, and they're living she, things. They're not, they're, yeah, they're living things. They're not a commodity. Yeah. And she sheds a tear when the brontosaurus dies. And then they have that awesome reveal of the valley with like six dead brontosaurus. Yeah, that was pretty powerful, actually. Mm-hmm. That the Indominus Rex had taken care of. That was a great reveal. There was several of those. And that's just great directing because that's, right, right. that's yeah. all like visual setup and payoffs. And the, yeah. the girl yeah. sitting behind me. The girl sitting behind me in the theater was actually like weeping. I could hear her crying. Oh, I thought that was kind of extreme, but I mean, dead you know. dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, "Hey, girl, chill." Yeah. Uh-huh. That was actually me, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Jordan was weeping. Yeah, a little embarrassed by that. Sorry. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, if there was any moment, let's talk about. Were there any moments that actually tugged heartstrings in this for you guys? I mean, that kind of gets the closest, like. It's like seeing a dog die or something like that, you know, their innocence. I, I um, I have a little brother, and for me, the moment where the two brothers are uh, alone and Claire leaves them alone and she's like, hold hands, and they're like, whatever, <laughs> and then the little boy puts out, the younger brother yeah. puts out his hand to hold it, and mm. then eventually the older brother um, says, remember that time... Um, uh, that he kept him safe, right? That I kept you safe. He yeah. said, "Yeah, you made a battle axe out of a ruler and a <laughs> and a and a, a paper plate." He's like, "Yeah." I'll, he's like, "I'll always keep you safe." Mm-hmm. And then the little brother's like, "Yeah, but you won't always be around," because he had said earlier, "I'm leaving for college." Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. And then he said, "Yeah, but we're brothers. We always come back to each other." That was a that was a good moment for me, like emotionally. I have a little brother. I feel that way about, about him too. And I really enjoyed seeing them, like, explore the uh, original park. Like, I just was having yeah. fun with them. Like, they yeah. were clearly enjoying that, and I was enjoying them enjoy it. That was right, right. extremely nostalgic yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The, the, this, that nostalgic bit where they, uh, where they go through the old park, like, yeah, that, that almost brought me to tears just because, you know, of the emotion that's going into, like, me remembering Jurassic Park, me seeing it. And also, when, like, when they see, oh, it's a 1992, uh, what, Jeep Wrangler. And that's the mm-hmm. when Jurassic Park came out in 1992. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I remember seeing that movie with my dad. It's, it's weird because this movie does play a lot on nostalgia, yet it makes it work. It's not using it for, um, you know, it, it, it makes it work within the story. And that's why it's so brilliant um, it's in a scene like that. There's several, this is, and this is a credit to the director because, um, there's there's a there's several websites out there that tracked all the Easter eggs from the original movie to to the new movie. Oh wow! And you know a director doesn't get any credit from the studio for taking time to put Easter eggs in his movie. 
Right. Right. He, you know, he gets credit for being on budget, on time, and you know, uh, uh, great action set pieces that put asses in seats. Right. And so there's 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 websites with a ton of Easter eggs. But from the beginning, we get um, even in the setup uh, after we find out uh, Claire is all business and she's selling, um, she's selling the brand, the, right? The, the brand to sponsors. Uh-huh. Uh, they've come up with a new hybrid dinosaur, Indominus Rex, pretty cool name, um, that they designed. They, the pavilion, the central pavilion that they explore in the beginning has some uh, has the uh, the virtual reality dinosaurs, you no, know, like the holographic dinosaurs that pays yeah. off later. That was actually a great payoff when, yeah. when they're running right. later on and, and he sets off a hologram that distracts a raptor Mm -hmm. but that pavilion looks like the original pavilion everything in jurassic world looked like the same park but bigger and badder the headquarter the 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 headquarters the hq or the computer hq was like a bigger and badder uh control room than the original and we even have the actor the the guy from uh New girl wearing the Jurassic Park t-shirt and 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 that reference what did you think about that I yeah, thought well, he was re- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I thought he was really funny. And you know like like we were saying before, Chris Pratt didn't really get to flex his uh his comedy muscles much no, in this. No. So I really appreciated when he was on screen. The only thing I'd say is um the 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 woman at the desk next to him, her name's Lauren Lapkus. She's a hilarious comedian I've yeah. known for a while and she didn't really get to do anything funny either. She so was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they hired two really funny people. It's a it's a blockbuster movie. So there's no actor in this. Yeah, we got Irfan Khan, he's an incredible dramatic actor. We've got two incredible comedic actors. Yeah. And, and you're just not giving them you're not giving them Mm-hmm. Time to shine. They yeah. have that one funny moment at the end when he goes yes. to kiss her. Oh, that was so funny. Like, and she's like, <laughs> uh, I have a boyfriend. She's like, he's like, you don't really talk. You never say anything. Uh-huh. She's right. like, I'm at uh, work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I kind of like that. I, I thought there were, was enough from, I think his name is Jake Johnson, the new girls guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think there was enough from him, you know, as far as I was concerned, where it was like, he, it reminded me of, of when you had, uh, of when you had Nedry. The, the computer technician in the first movie who was played mm. by what the hell's his name from Seinfeld oh, yeah, but you Newman. know it's Newman it's Newman oh, yeah, Newman, yeah, Newman. Right. Whatever, whatever his name is is irrelevant yeah <laughs> just um, Newman you know and it's like he's a comedic actor as well it wasn't really funny in that role but there were mm-hmm. some one liners that you're like okay he's you know uh, but but Newman's personality in, in uh, sold that role the fact yeah. that he was he was money grubbing and that uh he was arrogant mm-hmm. um, and he was the computer guy so that was helpful yeah. speaking right. of uh references back to the original they even did like a you have a messy workspace bit to jake johnson oh, yeah. which they do to they they do that yeah. to newman ah, nice catch. Yeah, they, clean up they, your workspace right? yeah right. yeah they couldn't be more different as characters though that's true yeah, yeah. um yeah he has a little arc uh because at one point there there there's a boat that's that's saving everybody. And he's like, no, I need to stay and work out the control room. So right. Um, I want to move forward on the beats theme stated. So this is a really hard one because it's a line from the movie that represents the theme of the movie. And as I said earlier, I think thematically, I'm not sure where Jurassic World succeeded, but 
Does anyone pick up a line? Uh, the theme say that during the setup, usually only the first 15 minutes, sometimes it's spoken by a minor character, sometimes a major character. Anyone have a theme stated line? I got one, but I'm not sure if it was like the exact, it might not be the same line that, you, that you're thinking of, but it was by Masrani when he's flying the helicopter. Uh, he basically tells um, Claire about, you know, unless you give up, I forget the exact line, but he says if you, if you can't accept the fact that you're not in control, like you won't live a happy life or something like that. I wrote that. that down. The key to a happy life is to accept that you are never actually in control. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely one of them. I, th- I liked that, that one. And the one that I actually thought was the the one is the where he says the point of the park isn't – the point of the park is to show how small we really are and you can't put a price on that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that – I mean he was kind of laying down some heavy-handed philosophy for that whole ride. Yeah, I mean it's also it's also riding on uh, standing on the thematic shoulders of the original film instead of reestablishing them theirself. He's saying chaos. Uh, y- you know, he's using all the Jeff Goldblum themes. Um, right. The one area, and so Logan, I like your line. It's definitely a theme stated. Um, the another line that I liked was. You do understand these are actual animals, right? Let's show a little yep. compassion. That was that was uh, Star Lord Owen to um, to to Claire, and that actually is an arc for her is that she ends up caring about the animals. But it's not. Oh like yeah, the, good point. It's not like the biggest arc of the movie, but um, I think all of those are good. Anybody else have any other themes stated? I do remember there was a moment. Um, where Star Lord says um, that you know, you know gene- genetically, you know, mo- modifying a dinosaur is probably a bad idea. Um, he doesn't say it exactly like that. It was kind of edited that way in the trailer. But in that scene where they're basically saying like, you went out and just made a new dinosaur, like without understanding the implications of what you know that means and what dinosaurs are in there. And to me, that that was basically the idea of this film is like, okay, we got the park working, we understand these animals. Now let's create something that we completely don't understand. <laughs> and and let's just start all over again and fuck everything up. You know, like that was basically this, in a nutshell what he was saying. And this is, let's get to this. Cause, and this is the problem I have with Claire. Because she is in charge of this park. She is obviously, she dresses like a badass businesswoman. She's supposed yeah. to be smart as a whip. Mm-hmm. And she seems completely oblivious to the fact that controlling the animals in this park is going to be the biggest challenge and has existential implications. In fact, at one point when she she enlists Owen to check out the uh the the uh uh the new dinosaur he he asks some really smart questions. They do a great job of of making Owen sound like a really great dinosaur expert and tracking guy. And he says, "Well, the, you know, this, you know, this this dinosaur hasn't been socialized. All it knows, it, it's been alone, so it's going to be angry. It doesn't know where it is in the food chain." And she's like, "Oh, so you want us to uh, set up a play date for it?" Right. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. And that's such a disservice <laughs> to her character. She is supposed to be smart, intelligent. She runs a Jurassic World, and she doesn't understand the basic social like requirements 
to create to make the dinosaurs animals happy yeah. making her the person who's ignorant to the dinosaurs yeah, was not, not, an ounce not of a good choice i mean they had this like insurance guy that, a lawyer in the original uh jurassic park who was yeah. the one who played the role of let's make money uh we don't need uh we, let's be ignorant to the science stuff yeah and but she, but that's not. I mean, but she, it's a job. It's just a job for her, really, right? I mean, that's that's what we're led to understand from her character is that this is just her job. It's just like running any other theme park, and we, she might we be, don't know what she wants. What does she want in life? To become the head of Jurassic World, you must have been a badass at something. Yeah, we she probably she probably worked her way up from some other companies, and then they and they you know she she applied for a job, and they 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 hired her, and they she, you know it's it, it she worked her way up that chain, so. She's definitely not stupid, but I don't think she necessarily she necessarily understands Jurassic World because, you know, I mean, listen, she understands as much as she can, but she doesn't know about the genetic engineering department. Everything's departmentalized, right? Yeah. She doesn't have a passion <clears throat> for it. Right, exactly. But no we don't passion. know enough about her to know what she has a passion for or not. Yeah. That's... And we, we never learn enough about her, but we, we get she's beautiful. We get she's in charge. Um, they use this really interesting. She's she's in her business outfit the entire film, and I I, I want to hear. I mean, we're four guys on a podcast, but you know she looks great in those pumps the whole movie. She's <laughs> running around in yeah. heels, but I'm and, you know I I'm a guy and I know you can't run in heels for two hours, especially running from <laughs> yeah. dinosaurs under those circumstances. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That got a lot of heat in the media. That that was like a huge um, issue for feminists that she wore the heels. And what I came to find out is that that was the actress's choice, and that, the that director, true? yeah, the director had made you know kept as they're as they're filming, saying like, "Are you sure you want to do it?" And she insisted that she keep the heels on. Wow. So so yeah. she thought it it kept her in character. Actors are always doing that kind of a thing to to stay like. Uh, method acting to try to help her stay in character but i'm sure if her feet got sore they let her do a take with them off or they had some stand-in pumps or whatever that were cushioned i think it was part of this heightened universe that this story is in right frankly i will tell you what i think it was i mean yeah maybe bryce dallas howard wanted to use it but they they spent a bunch of time with her in heels for that final payoff when she saves Star-Lord from the pterodactyl with the gun, right? That great iconic shot of a woman in a sexy business suit with a gun shooting a pterodactyl in her high heels. And the high heels made that shot, actually. So it's like they needed to keep them on for that shot. And then we get the kiss. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like, well, was, which was totally not earned you know we, we yeah. didn't feel like they cared about each other by that point but it was so key to the moment action movie dramatic mm-hmm. it was it was kind of fun I yeah I would give it a pass though because you do establish some history between them and, and granted if I was really nitpicking for, for some reason I'm not in a nitpicky mood with this movie just because it wasn't enough to upset me and I think that I was like okay they have they went on a date we established that they're like they're in this moment I get it Give her a kiss. Great, perfect. I'm in. Like, I, I it, to me, it didn't bother me that much. Where I was like, "What the fuck," you know. Well, at least it wasn't um, at the end. That would have been right, right, ten right, times right, more exactly. cliche. Well, yeah, I think, no. Yeah. 
Spencer? No, I was going to say absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I think it, you know, I was going to I was going to basically agree that, uh, you know, I thought she was underserved, to use your word, David. I think that's perfect. But, like, you know, at, by the end, you're kind of like, okay, she did basically save the day, whatever. But I, was, I think that points to a larger problem where none of the characters really had huge arcs. Nah. Typical yeah. for it's an action movie, shallow. though. It's yeah. pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we talk about Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I well, I I love him why, too. Why can't he go on like a little bit of a diet and not have like a punch? <laughs> no, he's a brilliant actor. And uh-huh. then in the middle, like I can't stop staring at his pot belly in this movie. Maybe well, he was clearly bulking up for know. Kingpin. Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because he's cast as Kingpin. All right. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I he was great. Like when he was speaking. Um, but that 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 B story of engine and militarizing the Raptors, did you oh. guys buy that? No, no, I, no. Yeah, no. That, that that's yeah. where it fell apart for me, to be honest. Like if I, you know, that's that's where I started to get a little concerned. Um, yeah, so we could talk about that because like his character and the motivation and him and him and Dr. Wu. Can we talk about Dr. Wu? Oh, I can't oh believe they turned BD Wong into a bad guy. That yeah. was so that, honestly, I forgot that even happened because I liked most of this movie, but that was a point where I was like, Oh, that is on. a betrayal. And it was so unnecessary. They yeah, just kind of yeah. like threw it in at the end. And then he just disappears on a helicopter. Yeah, I think it was more in service of a sequel. They're like, yeah, yeah. Right, well, how the, are gonna the make entire this ending uh, with, of that B story with, uh, D'Onofrio and B.D. Wong's characters, they steal the embryos and they take them somewhere else. Okay, sequel. We got it. But <laughs> turning turning Dr. Wu into like a power-hungry scientist after he was <laughs> he was like this surrogate father character and he loved the, the dinosaurs in, yeah. in the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. I, I did not. That was a terrible choice. Yeah. First of all, why would any of the employees from Jurassic Park want to be involved in Jurassic Park? <laughs> <laughs> you make a great point. Yeah. He's, uh, he's Dr. Frankenstein, man. Yeah. Yeah, second, second of all, I mean, even if they gave him a bowl of cash and like, all right, come back and do this. All right, fine. I get that. But like, I don't know. You didn't get any, you didn't get any um, idea that he was this greedy, money-hungry guy. He's a scientist. He wants to, he yeah. wants to discover and figure out and... I mean, I could believe that he would create a genetically modified dinosaur. I totally yeah, believe that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but I would believe that he would want to do it more for the sake of science, not for can money. We, can we yeah. talk about the new dinosaur? Um, oh, yeah, the, actually, the least interesting aspect of this movie was the new dinosaur for me. I, I, I actually thought that it was just a vehicle to get us through Jurassic World. Um, and what's funny is that the characters are not even strong. I'm not saying it was a character movie by any means. I'm just saying that... The dinosaur itself. It could have looked this, like anything. This, it could look like King Kong. You this know? is a dinosaur hmm. movie. Okay, yeah. You, you, oh, yeah. You absolutely. need to feature a dinosaur. So in the original Jurassic Park, we we already, the, the American audience knew about Tyrannosaurus Rex, and they introduced us to Velociraptor. So the raptors were this new antagonist, and they were like mini T-Rexes that were fast mm. and they were smart. Yeah. So now we get, you go to Jurassic World. Let's not talk about what they used in movie two and three. But you go to Jurassic World, and you have to create basically a new antagonist. But the 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 new dinosaur. Uh, I keep forgetting its name. It's so hilarious. Indominus Rex. Indominus yes. Rex. He's essentially 
a T-Rex on steroids with spikes and a couple special powers. Uh-huh. Right? It's just like a bigger T-Rex. And at yeah, the end... a smart T-Rex. Yeah. yeah. It reminds I mean, me of... Uh, sort of smart, but reminds he's still... me of Jason X. Like, Jason goes to space <laughs> and they upgrade him. <laughs> what happened there? Where's the parallel of Jason in space? That, you know, same villain, just superpowered. They <laughs> take him to space and he gets something that makes him more lethal. Uh, right. Right. I, I liked the explanations of the genetic modifications where they used um, uh, a, a... The chameleon and the frog. Right. They that. used the, the, mm-hmm. the cuttlefish genes to adapt right. to change color and then the tree frogs to modulate temperature. That was cool. And that made sense because Jurassic Park has always talked about genetic modification. The only reason these dinosaurs are here is because of gene science. Yeah. So I'm glad that we got a little bit of that. I just think the 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 I can't even say Indominus Rex um, <laughs> was underserved as a bad guy because we we had one moment where I thought it was going to get good, where they talk about Indominus um, not being socialized correctly, and Owen is like. He's figuring out where he is on, on the uh, uh, the higher the food chain, and you don't want him to figure it out. And then we find out he's killing brontosauruses. I thought there was going to be a little story arc for Indominus figuring out that he was huh. a cre uh, 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 a freak essentially amongst yeah. all these other dinosaurs. That would have been really interesting. Yeah, sure, like King Kong almost. Exactly, well, right? What would, also, the, what would the parallel have been there? I mean, you can also say that you can tell when like something like an animal is unsocialized and, you know, it's skittish. They didn't show any of that, you know, where it's, it might have be scared of anything. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. a, you know, a dog where if a dog is totally unsocialized and it bites people and it attacks other dogs, yeah. it also exhibits that, you know, like fear of everything kind of and they, they didn't show that at least it would have right, added another dimension th- this this animal is victimized they created yep. it they kept it in a cage and it, it got out it got angry and they never talk about that they just turn him into a one-dimensional villain um who just wants to eat everybody and kill everything so that was unfortunate well i think that parallels the thing we were saying about denofria where you know it's kind of we expect the dinosaurs to like run rampant because they're animals and it's goes back to the hubris of the the scientists and their yeah. questionable motives but then when denofria is kind of a flat villain you know we got to look somewhere and mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah the original setup of 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 star lord's character being um uh uh, teaming up with the Raptors, turning uh, the Raptors, turning the Raptors who were originally the enemies of the original film into mm-hmm. allies for this film was mm-hmm. great. That's a great. Yeah. That's a yeah. great uh, reversal. We right. also, by the end of this, T Rex becomes a a a an ally. Remember, Claire uh-huh. in the third act. Um, uh, Claire goes and gets the T-Rex to fight Indominus, which is fantastic. But how does she know that was going to happen? Know what's going to happen? Oh, that the T-Rex wouldn't just freaking go the other... Yeah, or just go the other way and, like, just take a crap or something. And how do they know when they they let the Indominus... (laughs) When they let the raptors out, they're going to go hunting. And and how do they... You know, you've got to suspend disbelief on this a little bit. 
let me let me let me take a minute, guys, because we are we're 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 jumping all over the place. I want to run yeah. really quickly through our our second act and some of the other beats. Um, I really feel um, the the catalyst of the movie is when Indominus Rex escapes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah absolutely. Um, that 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 kicks us off. There's a bunch of stuff before that where. Um, Owen is asked to take a look at Indominus by uh, Claire, where we find out, you know, they used to, they had been on a date once, and I'm like, oh, geez, really? Like, it's the, it's the rekindling thing? Like, why can't they just be new to each other? That's a lot more interesting to me when they don't know each other, and he's the Marine, and she's the businesswoman, and, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, you could see, and you could see, like, a first interaction between these characters, you know, yeah. like, like yeah, the first time like Han Solo meets Princess heads. Leia, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I, instead of, yeah, it's so much more interesting than the rekindling th- stuff, even though you got a couple good jokes out of the first date thing. Um, then, so, so, Indominus escapes, eats a slow guy. <laughs> right? Yeah, he had no um, chance, huh? Yeah. Do not be slow and work in Jurassic World, okay? You mm. guys, you should, this, you should know this by now, okay? Mm-hmm. And, or, and she also uh, eats the fat guy, too. Don't be fat in Jurassic mm. World. Um, and we get some really good stuff. Every time Owen's on screen fighting dinosaurs, it's great. He puts oil on himself to hide his smell. He knows yeah. stuff. They yeah, did a good job clever. of making him awesome. Mm-hmm. They just didn't do a good enough job of making him funny. Because we are definitely comparing him to his work on Community and his work on in in uh, Guardians as, in Guardians, and yeah. we know he can be funny. And you know what? With five screenwriters on this thing, and the budget of this movie, you can at least pay someone to do a comedy pass and have some decent yeah. jokes. Yeah. And in the banter in between the action set pieces was really weak. So that was one of my. Uh, it's one of the things I, I thought was just really uh, lazy about the screenwriting on this movie. Um, we get the B story set up, the uh, Hoskins and the military goal of testing out the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I wrote that we get the. Uh, I wrote that we get a reprise of the ostrich-like dinos running in the field. That's a visual from the oh, original yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. Um, the boys are worried about the parents getting a divorce. Now, would you say that's like their storyline catalyst? in a way or no like or would it be maybe when the brother chooses to go off a trail or is that like a break oh if you want if you want to break their uh sea story into 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 three acts i I was just wondering because i thought that might have been actually the b story but um since they actually were the ones that connected with there there was a lot more meat to the boys uh personal story and the boys getting lost and surviving so that is closer to a b story than say the romantic relationship between Owen and Claire, um, uh, but the, the 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 trouble I have in uh, designating the B story is that the military B story is the one that uh, that that affects the A story the most. Yeah. Um, the third act, uh, the low point. Um, and the break into three are surrounded by the military taking over the mm-hmm. the yeah. they're the, the bad guys the the control room and yeah. deciding that we're gonna send the Raptors after uh, Indomitable 
indomitable right. spirit. <laughs> Indominus, okay. The indomitables, yeah. Um, I'm trying to get to a midpoint. There's a lot of great fun in games. So many dino set pieces. The Stegosauruses and the Kayaks. The, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the, the travel bubbles. Those were so yeah. cool, right? Yeah, that whole sequence was great. And I think, uh, you know, that harkened back to the original where uh, they're on that tour and the, it, the power goes out and the T-Rex attacks them the first time. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. But it was, it was, even though it was basically the same sequence, I thought, mm-hmm. it was still really fun. And that was, you know, probably the, the best scene that those boys had together. Yeah, and it was, it was pretty well done. It was, it, 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 it was better than just a T-Rex nose getting stuck in yeah. the sunroof, yeah. right? But that's yeah. also sure. uh, an allusion to, to Jurassic Park as well, totally, like the two kids. Totally, um, yeah, um, The travel bubble set piece that, uh, that we get the... Um, so, let's see. Okay, then for me, the, do you guys have an, uh, any idea what the midpoint is? Where do the stakes raise? Where is the escalation of this script? I thought it was when the kids are reunited with Claire and Owen. It's pretty much halfway, but it's also at the same time when the aviary had opened up and uh, they were attacking all the the people. Mm, That's later, man. I think that's more around the low point. To me, the biggest low point is when the birdcage opens and the birds attack... um, Jurassic World and everybody's dying and um, to me that's the big low point because the Jurassic Park is now not just offline it's under attack uh, you know Alfred Hitchcock bird style right uh-huh. you know yeah. on steroids so to me that was sort of the low point and the reuniting of all four characters actually is a good signal that we're about to get into the third act Midpoint, hmm. something earlier. I'm looking for earlier. How about uh, Owen and Claire setting out together to, to find the kids? That's what I think. That's oh, yeah? the closest thing I think. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the middle. That's the midpoint. Um, when Grace asks Owen to go get her nephews with her, and then they go into the valley, because there isn't... Um, there, there's a couple of small steps that, that escalate uh, sort of th- during the bad guys close in there. Um, the the Kylosaurus fights Indominus, right? The Kylosaurus, the thing with the tail, that was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was right? Sweet. We get another dino set piece during the bad guys close in. We get, <laughs> we get uh, uh, Indominus versus the boys in, in the spheres. Mm-hmm. Um, then we... we at that point, we finally start to see the entire Indominus Rex. That's, that's you know, second half of the second act. We're starting to fully see the monster, and I think that's good directing because we it kept it from us long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, bo- yeah, I, I love I love how when uh, the boys are in the gyrosphere and they say, "Oh, I count one dinosaur, two dinosaurs," and then the kid you know says, "Oh, three. Yeah. You see the, ref- you see the right. reflection. Yeah. yeah, you know that that was beautifully directed. I think. I mean, you know, where where it's just that that uh, suspense is there, um, and then even there, you don't see the the, the entire dinosaur. You just see the teeth just coming the teeth, through, and we're like, "Here he is again." Yep, yep. Uh, although at first I thought it was a regular T Rex, and that's the trouble when you have a monster, a new monster who looks a lot like the old monster, and right. it took away from 
because I kept waiting for T-Rex to appear in this movie. Yeah. And I thought that was the moment. And then I was like, oh, I guess he's not going to be in the movie. And then finally it pays off in the third act, which was cool because he ends up being a pseudo good guy. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, is I another like great that. reversal. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, more bad guys close in. The boys have a nice laugh when um, they escape on the gyroscope. Owen finds the huge brontosaurus that's been beaten up by the uh, indomitable Indominus. And that's where Claire, uh, Claire has her arc, where they cry for the the dead brontosaurus. And we see the whole valley of dead brontosaurus. That was awesome. I thought that, that was a real wow visual. And I was happy I was in a 3D movie. Um... Vincent D'Onofrio is uh, is deciding is taking over the Raptors. Grace and Owen track the boys down. Grace is still wearing high heels. <laughs> the, the boys are on the run, trying to go to safety, and then the boys end up in the old pavilion from Jurassic Park One. Right, and they even pick up the flag. Right. Yep. From uh, when dinosaurs ruled the world. <laughs> Um, and, and like a, a T-Rex bone or something to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to it, make it may torch. even be like the same T-Rex bone uh, the little boy from the first movie did. I wrote down a note well, at this point that I, I didn't care enough about these kids. Like, I like yeah. the little, little younger yeah. one at that point because they start... To, they pick up the... Remember, they jumpstart the old van and the goggles and they rebuild one of the uh, SUVs together. That actually yeah. was like, oh, look brother bonding moment they're building a yeah. uh, they're building an su uh, car together and yeah. that's when they they finally have that good con- it leads to that conversation they have later on so we started to get some more character development of the boys at that point which was nice um sorry guys I'm, i just want to get to the third act sea story hoskins wants to l- let loose the raptors to kill the uh ingenious rex Ms. <laughs> Ronnie gets in his helicopter with a minigun to go after the yeah. dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> That's like a jump the shark moment for me. What did you guys think about that? They set up that he can fly a helicopter earlier. Hammond couldn't yeah. fly a helicopter. Yeah, but an inexperienced pilot for that mission, it's like they really didn't have any. But he even says, like, they don't have anybody else, or it has to be me. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. There's, like, a, a, a half-assed like, no, uh, thing be, where he's like, all the, all the military guys are dead, so I guess he has to fly it. Yeah, it really, yeah. no, it really did. You really didn't have to fly it. They didn't um, make yeah. it seem like he was a last resort. Like, if they actually made it seem like that, it would have been like, oh, crap, he's the one. Instead, it's like he's choosing to do it, and so nobody's th- saying no. For me, for me, the jumping the shark was any time they used, and this is what Blake Snyder calls double mumbo jumbo. When, yeah, yeah. When, when they used, when anytime, anytime they had big military weapons versus a dinosaur, I was like, this is getting ridiculous. Later in the third act, when they are using rocket launchers against the dinosaur, I'm like, <laughs> this is this is like, this is not. This is just over the top and this that's where they the suspension of disbelief i bought everything up until then i bought all this dinosaur stuff i bought all the special powers of of uh uh impenetrable rex you know i bought i bought all all this stuff right uh, but then the rocket launchers versus dinosaurs that's like that's a bad pulp movie and it also relates to like 
what they want these raptors to be the weapons like what were they intending on like it's literally like strapping lasers to their heads like is, <laughs> right dino gonna, lasers right yeah. do, do you think yeah. vincent d'onofrio ever went to siegfried and roy and was like can you train me tigers <laughs> <laughs> right all, all, all i could think about was uh them selling the raptors to like dr evil to put lasers <laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> at one point he has a little piece of exposition of like yeah you know predator drones can't go into caves and they can oh be hacked God. velociraptors are obviously the future of weaponry <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's very there, convenient there hasn't you know? been a movie where velociraptors have not eaten their owner <laughs> mm. okay yeah. have you even seen the first Jurassic <laughs> Park movie yeah well that yeah well he's a character when I first you know saw the first interaction between D'Onofrio and Chris Pratt and started to get a hint of this like idea of like the secret project for the Raptors. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be incredibly stupid. Like, I it's just, it's just, I don't know which writer was responsible for that part, but that was the worst part. It, so like, needed, if you, you took that it out, needed to come down to our main characters' ingenuity. You beat dinosaurs with ingenuity, not technology. Right. That, that's right. boring to yeah, us. Yeah, against the odds, not with the odds. Right. At one point, the, uh, I think Owen says we have an M. 134 around here why don't we blow this thing to bits i'm like a that would end the movie really quick yeah. <laughs> b what kind of gun is that i want to see i want to see you shoot that thing but it, you know all of a sudden we're in a military movie not a dinosaur movie um claire and and star lord are are running around uh uh trying to uh, get away from inefficient rex and uh Oh, at one point, Claire actually hides behind Owen, like gets behind him physically. And you're like, okay, yeah. now this is they, any chance yeah. of her being a strong female protagonist is taken away. Um, it gets it gets it gets it gets somewhat uh, brought back um, when she saves him from the pterodactyl later. But I was like, oh, this is just. This is but then just- even even the boys are like, they keep talking about how cool. Uh, he is. Oh, Owen yeah. is. Oh, your boyfriend's like, oh, a badass. Yeah, exactly. That was and a good then, line. I like that line. Yeah. Good line. Though. But what was your point, Spencer? Oh, no, just that, like, uh, you know, we wanted to see the arc of the nephews and the aunt growing <laughs> together and of her becoming, like, yeah. a, a badass bitch and taking down some dinosaurs. And instead, <laughs> it's kind of just like, if we hide behind Star-Lord long enough, he'll save us, right? Yeah, it's right. And she, she, she never takes over... Until she goes and gets the T Rex. Sure. Yes. She, she has a couple moments. She is. She is not active. Yeah. She's along for the ride. Um, then I thought they could have shown that as being a bit of a more drastic decision because she goes in and yeah, she's letting a T Rex essentially chase her to the fight, but they don't show it. You know, get even close and like you know snap at her or anything. There's no what, feeling. What, what we needed in this was was Owen to get disabled at some point okay we need him to get hurt and her take the reins her learn the lessons he's taught her her him being like a mentor of how to deal with real animals and then she pets a raptor and soothes a raptor and saves the day and she protects the boys and she finds the t-rex and solves the problem but because Owen is like the main character throughout the whole thing. He never gets injured, and he's always in charge, and so her character never gets um, fully explored. 
Anybody have a low point for the movie? What was our what was our all is lost moment? Uh, I had trouble it, with that one, but yeah, I want to yeah. hear what you guys had to say. Spencer, the the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know, is uh, the Raptors turning on them, and then siding with uh, what is it? You know, impervious. Impervious <laughs> Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that's a that. I, I thought that too. That was a great reveal, by the way, when they start speaking to each other, and you're like, "Oh, this thing is part raptor." That was good screenwriting because good twist of, there. of yeah. all, yeah, great twist because of all the 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 mythology that they that we are asked to believe that that one piece of information that it's hit its DNA structure is hidden, and it could be made up of unlimited types of animals from tree frog to cuttlefish to actual raptor that was a great twist so i like that and yeah you're right that raised the stakes i don't know if that's the all is lost because the all is lost is supposed to be you know existential threat it makes it makes the main character just want to pack up and go home it's a it's it's a it's a moment where if if we had not embarked on this journey at all in the first place we would have been better off Anybody else? All is lost. Yeah, I thought it was actually when I first thought about the all is lost. I thought it was the the raptors turning sides, and then later I thought it was when they were trapped by the raptors, and Owen uses his you know voodoo powers, his mind control, and gets them to to realize he is the alpha again. But that just mm-hmm. didn't fit with the whole like Dark Knight of the Soul. That, following that, that was that was third act awesomeness. Like that that was you know when he when he become re re alphas himself. That was cool, but that was definitely third act. That's him saving okay. the day, you know, in that third act. You know, one of the one of the one of the things you look for in all is lost is a brush of, with death, a whiff of death. And in a movie like this, usually somebody should die, right? And yeah. we have Ms. Ronnie dying. Yeah, in the helicopter scene with with all the uh, flying uh, dinosaurs. Yes. We when the pterodactyls yep. get free, Ms. Ronnie dies. Then the pterodactyls attack Jurassic World, and they, they're they're picking up and dropping yeah. people left and right. That was a little yeah. violent to me. Did you guys? That, yeah, that no, I totally agree. And that assistant yeah. who has like oh, she's in it man. for ten oh, seconds. God. Oh, that's she gets right. it so she, bad. Yeah, she has such a gruesome death. I'm like, what did she like? It was it was awesome. I loved that huge sea thing, but it was still like, what did she do to deserve that? That that seemed oh. really violent to me, and the fact that they yeah. did it to a female character seemed a little. Uh, it was off putting because it not they didn't just pick her up and drop her. They picked her up and dropped her several times, drowned her. It almost yeah. seemed like a like, like, a, like a, a, a sexual assault or something like that. It was really <sighs> uncalled for. But yeah. But she did lose track of the case, so it was just fine. <laughs> um, she was bad at her job, so she gets eaten. Right. Well, she, yeah, oh, okay, let's, I, let's, let's, let, I'll, I'll be the feminist. And, yeah, she, she, doesn't have the, she doesn't have the maternal skills. She's not good for anything. You should just kill her, right? I honestly yeah. thought they were going to go in the direction of, like, she was going to be in the mouth of the pterodactyl when the thing snapped it, and then she would, you know, like, fly off and... So yeah, I thought she was going to get away. No, the Mosasaurus yeah. ate, ate her and the pterodactyl. I was kind of confused. I'm like, but wait, where is she? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that for, for, for only one reason. It takes away from the surprise at the very end. If that if that wasn't there, if that didn't happen with, with the sea dinosaur the coming up. And, 
Yeah, I would I would have been a lot more shocked, but no, I kind of saw it coming yeah, at the end. I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that was a great red herring because you know the Mosasaurus has to come back. It's too on the nose, man. I think the red herring was when you actually see it as an exhibit, you know? I think that, but I, but I know no, what I'm saying. Like, to, I, me, I, to me, I was waiting for that thing to come back, and when it ate her, I was like, oh, that's the return of it. So I wasn't expecting it in the third Oh, like a false. <clears throat> okay, that makes Logan, sense. That makes Logan sense. Okay. and Spencer, we vote on that. Oh man, it's tough to say. Did it? Did it make you? Did it? Did it, its earlier appearance make you think it wasn't coming back, or did it telegraph it that it was coming back? You know, I'd agree that I thought the 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 whole set piece around its introduction definitely warranted at least one comeback. Yes. But I was happy to see it twice because that was one of the few times where I was totally uncynical and I was just like an eight year old enjoying a dinosaur doing badass stuff. Me too. That was that was yeah. awesome, and it was yet another dinosaur, a new monster for our movie. Mm-hmm. But I I I thought uh, Logan, what did you think about the surprise at the end? Were you surprised that it it at the end, it was Raptor, T Rex, and Mosasaurus versus. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. I think it was a perfect way to, to end the indomitable uh, snowman <laughs> guy. But no, he, he, <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like we say no genetically modified dinosaurs here. So yeah, only, it was. <laughs> it was. I would say uh, great to see it in that other scene where it comes up and, and snatches the the pterodactyl. They had that in the trailer as well. Um, but it did it did make me predict that it was going to come right when they knock okay. it into that fence. Okay, so right you, when it hit that you, fence, I'm like, oh, it's, it's going to get eaten. Okay, you agree with thing. Jordan and it, it telegraphed so, it. But it, okay. may, it may have not telegraphed it to somebody not as aware of those things. I'm not sure oh, if Come the, on, come on. Yeah. We're all expert moviegoers. Uh, mm. The sea story crosses. <laughs> this is this is why this is why the you know the the Huskins the the D'Onofrio story to me is more tra- like a traditional B story because it impacts the A story. Engen arrives, takes over the control room. Actually, they reprise that helicopter shot approaching the island. You know that yeah. the original helicopter shot from Jurassic Park heading to the island? That it, sure. It's a beautiful shot, but this time the bad guys are in it, so I actually didn't like that reprise. Mm. Um, the kids, Grace and Owen, are reunited. Right, so if our all is lost, oh, we didn't finish the all is lost conversation. But to me, the all is lost was the combination of Mizrani getting killed and the birds attacking Jurassic World, and the uh, the the assistant being killed. Like that, the assistant dying was kind of the brush of death for me, uh, the width of death. But then uh, we get some new information. We get the the military guys say, you know what, we're gonna we've got a plan with the Raptors. And Star Lord clocks D'Onofrio and he's like, You're not gonna do that with my babies. And three minutes later he's like, Alright, I'm I'm on board for this plan. Did that make sense to you? I guess he just felt like he was the only one who could do it. And if he didn't, then everyone was gonna die anyways. That is the, the no. But Dude, not yeah. that does not that is, it just doesn't make sense. He 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 betrays his his you know these these animals who and they and they have a moment where he introduces them to the kids and says this one's named Blue and this one's name's Delta and I'm like wait you just signed up to send them as bait for um 
interracial Rex, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm running out of I words. I don't have anything uh-huh. else. But he, he is interracial because he has like multiple genes. Okay, all right, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get so, it. So, <laughs> so um, he, he just signed their death warrant. He's set, using them as bait, and then he's telling us he's naming them. So, I don't mm. know. But that's uh, our that's our break into three, uh, right, guys? To be honest, I had it pr- just way too late. I thought it was just because Gray says the line, we need more teeth, and it had that aha moment, and she goes to get um, the T-Rex. Obviously, that's, like, literally right before the end of the movie. That, that, that's a... Um, like, that's just a part finale of the third act. Yeah, no, no, it's part of the finale, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is basically them ending up where all the embryos are being taken out, taken out of uh, in the lab. Yeah, I mean, Spencer, you want to take a crack at what's the break into three here? Where, where, who, where, do, um, what is the, what is the final mission, and when, when does the char- the main character decide to go on it? Well, I think all signs point towards the the kids and Owen and Claire coming together, but I don't know what like their revelation would be. Yeah, I'm I'm at a loss. There isn't much of a revelation. There isn't, you know, usually there's new information. The The closest thing is that the engine people show up and say, hey, we're in charge here. And the goal is no longer to survive on this island. The goal is to kill uh, Indominus. And so the mission has changed. And Star-Lord signs up for it. Because you know what? We need a badass action finale, right? My only problem is that they don't get the kids and Claire off that island. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know, they're sitting in an ambulance, and uh, and and Owen sets off with his uh, uh, troop of raptors to go kick some ass. Let's talk about the the third act, guys. How did you feel about the ending? I thought it definitely the ending of this movie definitely mimics <clears throat> or at least attempts to. Um, um, play homage to the finale of Jurassic Park. You have the three of them, right? Uh, the th- our, th- our three characters running away from Velociraptors. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the last That's the last scene. That's the last act of the last scene. I'm sorry, the last scene of the last act of Jurassic Park where they're running away from the Velociraptors, these vicious animals. Um, and, you know, in here we start off in the lab. The, the raptors are coming through, and then they, they're, they're kind of um, they're, they're brought outside by the raptors. And they're, well, we, we, we start and off with the raptors on our side. Right. Correct. Yeah. Owen. No, they, Owen's they got his troop of raptors. Then, when they finally catch up, and, and he's got the army with him, it's like guns, missile launchers, raptors that are are extremely well trained going after Indominus. And once they get there, the raptors start talking to Indominus. They have a little powwow, and they're like, you know, dude, aren't you like cousin Mike? Yeah, cousin Mike. <laughs> Yeah, let's turn things around. And now there's a new alpha, which is a story point that they did establish earlier. The idea of the uh, of Owen being establishing himself as the alpha, and so they mm. will follow him. And then Indominus takes over as the alpha. So I did like that, and it was like we said, it was a great twist. But then, but then, it's dinosaur versus army, and the army's losing. Right. Dinosaur returns to the park because they were all the way out in the middle of the forest, and yeah. you know it seemed a little contrived that they want to finish the set piece at the pavilion so that it parallels the original movie. 
But, right. you know, whatevs. You gotta get another <laughs> shot of uh, Jamba Juice in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Starbucks, yeah. Margaritaville. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved all that stuff, man. That, that to me was my favorite, just seeing all these different brands. Like, it was a real resort. Uh, and, and, you know, seeing a Starbucks and a sure, Pandora. Sure. And at, at one point, she says it. She says, we decided it's going to be Indominus Rex or Verizon. By Verizon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they could have called it the Prius hybrid. While yeah. making money. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So uh, you get the third act. You get another dino set piece with the Raptors loose um, and... He's on a motorcycle. That that seemed a little jumping the shark to me. The Raptors eat the ACU, the, the, the military guys. Uh, Raptor gets shot with a missile launcher. Remember the, the Raptor who's looking back at him and he's like, Hey, you're my you're my like pseudo oh, yeah. pseudo dad, and I'm thinking about making you my alpha again. I'm thinking of coming back home. And boom, he gets blown up with a missile launcher. I, mean, I, I just, swear to God, that's that was a note from a producer somewhere. I want to see <laughs> his his raptor child blown up by a missile launcher. Yeah, but are, are raptors made out of like uh, I don't know? I mean, it, they were in Kevlar or something <laughs> because there was only three of them, right? Yeah, four. Yeah, maybe. they're still and, flesh and, 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 and four, I, like. Oh, there were four. Yeah. Okay, I thought there were three. Oh, okay, okay, because we end up with three, and I was just making sure that that raptor did not survive that rocket launcher straight to the face. <laughs> oh, okay, you, so you were keep doing the raptor count. Okay, good. Yeah, 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 because if you know if that was the case, where you know I would not be able to believe that a raptor would survive that. All right, so let, let's finish up this third act thing. I I, I had a note here that after the the uh, the boys, uh, after the raptors return to the base and start attacking Grace, um, and and the boys, or you know, Claire? Claire, sorry, excuse me, Claire and the boys in their ambulance. I I made a note. I was like, I'm already tired of action set pieces here. I'm kind of tired of what's going on here. Could could this movie please end? Then the boys shock the raptor. Owen pulls up in his motorcycle. Who does he think he right. is pulling up in a motorcycle in a dinosaur movie? Again, it's like, what is he? Tom Cruise? Indiana right. Jones. Then yeah. we get the the Beady Wong and Haskell, you know, and 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 D'Onofrio are going to steal the embryos. All right, all right. You had to put right. that in to set up the sequel, fine, but it was totally out of place for the end of the movie. Yeah, DB Wong just does a mustache twirling thing. <laughs> oh man, sadly, he's a great actor too. Um, mm-hmm. A guy from New Girl tries to kiss the nerdy HQ girl. That was hilarious. That, that was, was a funny yeah. joke. Finally, mm-hmm, we get mm-hmm. some funny from those uh, two actors. How funny was it when uh, when Owen, Chris Pratt's character, gets all pissed and, and swipes all of his dinosaur toys off of the <laughs> off of his desk? It was like his reaction. He was great. Yeah. Good setup where the uh, the young boy uses the hologram of the small spitting dinosaur, which is a reprise from Jurassic Park One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The raptors surround Owen in the pavilion, just like Jurassic Park 1, and Indominus shows up, and it's raptors versus Indominus, same as Jurassic Park 1, except Owen's got a gun this time, and he's shooting at him with bullets, because the bullets are going to make all the difference. Yeah, Yeah, but that was a cool gun, though. At least he got to carry a really cool gun. No, that really helped. Rifle or something. It looked like a pea shooter. And then the younger brother has the idea of we need more teeth, and that was cool. that was a good line. 
Yeah, yeah. And Claire goes to get something in her heels still. You notice, uh, you know, she still looks great in that outfit with the heels. Um, and the, the final set piece is she opens Paddock 9. It's T-Rex becomes, uh, again, uh, uh, an ally in this sense because yeah. it's T-Rex but- against Indomitable. And it... And it's the first time we see him in the entire That's movie. True. If you notice, yeah. th- yeah, there's right. one time where they're going to the Tyrannosaurus exhibit and there's kind of a fake out where as soon as you're ready to see the T-Rex, he turns around and picks up the Right, phone right. And they're all horror. watching him eat something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's like in the background, which is kind of a commentary on this whole thing, which is like, you have a freaking Tyrannosaurus Rex in front of you and you're talking to your mom and your which cell phone. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But again, yeah. If, if, if Indomitable didn't, didn't look so much like a T-Rex, it would have been a much bigger reveal. You know, Um, so we've got uh, the little raptor saves the T Rex because it's it's raptor plus T Rex versus uh, Indominus, and the little raptor actually saves the T Rex, and they Uh have a little moment at the end where T Rex thanks him. It's like (laughs) there's all this there's all this like interracial dinosaur drama you know i mean uh, that's one thing i was like not truly buying but i kind of just let it go is the fact that yeah. these are essentially more prehistoric than crocodiles like you wouldn't see uh-huh. a crocodile be like yeah i got you bro like thanks uh-huh. like, all right or, that's a little bit too much science all right yeah <laughs> all right fine, fine. <laughs> yeah whoa there michael Crayon. yeah, ex- yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's keep let's keep the dna out of this fair enough and uh, we get the the great finale where the Mamasaurus eats Indominus. Three, it takes three regular ungenetically modified dinosaurs to eat the new one, and it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good ending. And they and they don't dwell too long after that. They have a little bit of aftermath. The parents reunite with the boys. Grace right. and Owen have a little moment with their silhouette. So what do we do now? We probably stick together for survival. Okay. We stick together for the sequel. We probably stick together. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's let's get. An, I would have. <laughs> yeah. They can make it out at, the, out at the end. That would have been fine. This movie throws back to a lot of classic like action romance stuff. There was a lot of great Steven Spielberg esque stuff in this. Yes. Okay. Yes. A lot of there's so much visuals that reminded me of Spielberg. Uh, even the score, they used some of John Williams' score, but even the new score was was yep. a lot, um, was very reminiscent of Spielberg. Michael Giacchino did a, uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name, yeah. correct? Um, uh, uh, he did an amazing job at the score because I was actually listening to it today on my way on my way home, and I was thinking like, yeah, the, like you said, David, the moments that were not the theme even sounded Spielbergian, like sounded something from like yep. ET or something from that era and i was like that's so brilliant you know because it brings us there and visually um there was a lot of great spielberg when he does action he does these great reveals and the director he definitely took a page out of that book there was one shot remember when the acu guys find indominus's tracker and they they and they're like oh he, he ripped it out and then the blood drips on him and they all look up that was very Spielbergian. Yep. Actually, reminded me of Predator a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, but so all right. So we hit all the beats, guys, and we're getting to the end of our podcast. So I want to just go around quick and say, what were your final thoughts, positive and negative? Okay, so I will just restate. I love this movie. Loved um, it. 
I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't think it was deep. I don't think it was groundbreaking. I, I had a good time. I went there. I enjoyed myself. I walked out with a smile. And that's all you can really ask for in a summer movie. But breaking that down is, you know, I think that it works aside from the script. I don't think the script is is inherently smart. I, I think that there are a few things like the fact that we have a functional park, um, you know, and, and, uh, and we're dealing again with the hubris of man. But I would say that it's more of the directing. That's the, the, it's the little things. It's the way it's presented that really sells it. It's it's how they sh- how how we're shown Jurassic World. Um, the characters aren't really deep, but they don't really need to be. I disagree. And it moves that, along. It's one of the biggest failings of the movie. But go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. All right. But let me let me finish. But it moves. But I would say the pacing of the film is where it's it's its strength is for me. And I think that's why I'm able to kind of sweep all the other yeah. uh, crap under the yeah. rug because I'm like, you know what. I'll go along with it. It's not. It's at least it's not insulting my intelligence, mm-hmm. and it's entertaining me. So I don't have to really nitpick here and there where I would if it was some other director, where, where we're just spending an hour watching two animals kick each other's ass. Yeah, and buildings it was blowing a long up. movie. It was two hours and ten, and it moved. So it moved. Mm-hmm. It was fast. I, I I thought I was out of there in like sixty and, and minutes. And we, um, we didn't get Man of Steel, where the last forty minutes is action set pieces that are putting you to sleep. It was. It was yeah. managed well. The action yep. and the drama uh, ratio was managed well. Yep, and that and that last act, if it was with another director, like I said, with the, with the, the, you know the, the Velociraptors and Tyrannosaurus uh, fighting the Indominus Rex, that could have lasted for fifteen minutes if it was like Peter Jackson or if it was like Zack Snyder. You know, yeah, yeah. Zach, yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, so the fact that it was contained and it moved at a, at a very you know. Uh, and kept pace. surprising I, us. Twist, a little twist, little twist, little twist. Some of the twists were not yeah, as sure. original as they could be, but it kept it going. Yeah. Sure. So I, I it was a well-paced movie. Um, definitely script problems. Definitely uh, very shallow characters. Um, but again, they didn't insult me. It didn't feel like, oh, really? Uh, like I wasn't rolling my eyes. It was just I wish I could get a little bit more. I wish I could know these people more and give give a little bit more of a shit about them. It would have helped immensely. Yeah. Um, so that's where I stand. I I, I enjoyed myself. It, it's funny. I, I agree with a lot of what he had to say, with what Jordan just had to say. But uh, I, I still left a little cold. I thought it was only okay because, you know, the pace was there, so I didn't get too upset with any plot holes or I didn't get too bored by any of the kind of flat characters. And, um, yeah, you know, Colin Trevorrow clearly, like, knew what he was doing with the the action. The, he, he, he directed the hell out of the dinosaur sequences. I just hope that next time, you know, he really lets the, the actors flex a little more. And, uh, you know, bring Jeff Goldblum back. Thank you. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Logan. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Um, like I said at the beginning, it, it seemed like it was going to be just total crap based on the, the trailer, and I, uh, I just didn't have any faith in it. And the previous two sequels. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. But I, I really thought they did an excellent job establishing the world in a new way. Um, and also, it's very rare to get that kind of nostalgia from a movie, and for them to do it in a in a in a nice way, in the in the way that they did it, I feel like I didn't get that from watching like I don't know um, the the Star Wars the second Star Wars trilogy. I, I guess the, it wasn't there wasn't that much time for me to develop as much nostalgia, but I thought they did a great job of putting in those little pieces, and it and it did make me feel like. You know, remember those times when I first saw it and saw it over again and, and fell in love with those characters. So um, i got to give it to them for that. But obviously, lacking character depth, I thought pretty weak 
arc for the the lead actress. Um, so a lot of problems there. But you know they got a chance to uh, to either screw it up again or do best better on the sequel. Best moment of the movie. What was the best moment? I really liked, for some odd reason, the fight scene with the gyrosphere and those armored dinosaurs, and that, yeah. and just the boys escaping. I thought that was really, yeah, really yeah, well yeah. done. And, and it, it kind it, of yeah. it's like slapping the guy with his tail. That, yeah. The fact that 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 even a much smaller dinosaur is an animal and says like, "All right, you're coming after me. I'll fight you my way." Yeah, even though you're like a genetically modified, that was great. Yeah, it actually yeah. gave him a little bit of somebody to fight against. And also, I loved how they kind of set up the the gyrosphere with Jimmy Fallon. It was it was pretty funny. Universal, mm. like that's what they right. do at Universal and, and, Studios. And Fallon gets spit on with the, the green goo from the original movie, and he's like, uh, that stuff will paralyze you. Wait, is this real? And then he passes out. That was a setup. That's how that's how Newman does in the first yeah. movie, remember? Yeah, very true. Yeah. That's funny. Awesome, Logan. All right, my opinion is, you know, I, I, oof, I was entertained, but let down. I felt... For some reason, I was thinking a lot about uh, the second Star Trek reboot movie, Star Trek Into Darkness, where yeah. they had the the whole mythology of Khan to play with and then sort of wasted it a lot. I felt like Jurassic World had such a great mythology. And they took the time to put in all the Easter eggs and the homages to the original, but didn't, didn't innovate over the mythology that much. You know, didn't give us new themes to talk about. Didn't just pick up the old themes and do them in a new way. Uh, yeah, the action was fine. Um, the main character was all right. We didn't have anyone nearly as entertaining as Jeff Goldblum. Um, the 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 one female character was weak. the The relationship between the brothers grew eventually. That was that was nice to have, but. Overall, I just feel like there's a lot of opportunity missed. So I was disappointed. But I, you know, was I entertained? Of course, yeah. The pacing was well, it was well directed. Um, I think, you know, my favorite moment. I think it was still that moment with the boys, where 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 that that sea story of their parents getting divorced comes up, and we get to see them for a moment, in you know, be brothers, and despite being chased by dinosaurs and then they 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 build a tr- they build they rebuild that car it's like they stole a car and go go joyriding you know it was like that was character development in the middle of a dinosaur yeah, that was definitely one of the more genuine moments in the movie the the hardest writing challenge i think that they succeeded at on this film was escalating the monsters at the right rate showing us a new dinosaur, teasing a new dinosaur and not showing it, and then paying it off later. Teasing a new dinosaur and not paying it off. We started with raptors. We started with we started with Indominus, and then we don't pay him off till later. Then we get raptors. Then we get uh, the Chirosaurus with the big tail. And then we get the pterodactyls that turn out to be pretty um, aggressive. Then we get the, the Mamasaurus, the Momosaurus, or the, the big water dinosaur, the, the sea dinosaur, and then we get T-Rex at the end. And so, you know, when you're doing, when your drama is entire is primarily external, 
doling out the escalation of those external antagonisms is really important in a film. And that's where the, the, the previous sequels failed like miserably because they just didn't know how to handle um, you know, the dino sequences, the dino set pieces. And that's, that's what this movie is all about. Guys, thanks so much for being on. This script is produced by Jordan Rosengarden and David Negrin. You can email us, fan mail us, hate mail us, comments, questions, or proclamations to scriptfeed at gmail.com. Join our Facebook page, our Google Plus page, by searching for NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can also follow us on Twitter, at scriptfeed. If you live in New York City, please sign up for one of our workshops at meetup.com under NYC Screenwriters Collective, or go to our website at screenwriterscollective.org.